Yo, this is Charlie Tuna from Jurassic 5 Live and Direct here with the Sugar Hill Gang on the Sugar Hill Gang podcast, man. Stay tuned. Respect. What's up? What's up? What's up, everyone? What's happening? What's going on? What will be going on? This is the Sugar Hill Gang podcast, and I am your host, the M-A-S, the T-E-R, the G, with the double E, the unforgivable Master G. And I'm joined by my man, Pots and Pants, Hen Diggity, Hen Dig Dig Diggity Dog. Say, what's up, Hen Dig Dog? Uh, what's up, baby? No doubt. Ladies and gentlemen, now, hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Realness up in the house today. Man, we got, we got, we got the deep sensation going on today. Yo, this is big time right here, head. No, we didn't. Hey, hey, ladies and gentlemen, you got to put it together and understand who we get ready to break. Charlie Tuna from Jurassic Five. Oh my God, what's up, yeah. man? Yeah, oh, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate this, man. That's that's Charlie. Dope. Yes, sir. <laughs> what? Yeah, man. Yo, man. Thank you no, for look, having wait, me. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop, 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 stop. Listen, we got, we got, we got this podcast thing going on, right? We try to do this techno thing, you know, this new school type flow thing, and you know, man, it's, 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 and I say this, and, and I say this with love, you know, we, if, if we, and I see this now as, as us, we are the tree that has sprouted you know, all these different vines and, you know, there are so many leaves to these veins and these roots and it just keeps on going and it keeps on going. And one of the greatest gifts that I have been given is to be able to do this thing right here with my boys, but more importantly, man, to be able to talk to people, man, that have just taken this hip hop music or rap thing. And, And so you are one of them guys, man. Come on now. Oh, you wow, I appreciate that. Man, that's, to hear you say that to me is like blowing my head off. So please forgive me. It's a little vibes <laughs> overload. If I get to stop it and just going. You know what I mean? You know what I'm doing, man. I apologize. <laughs> Thank you, man. For real. Listen, listen, that's man. You know, uh, again, talk, I, I'm, I'm, I'm finding so much. I'm getting so much pleasure, man, to talk to people like you, man. You know, that you know, you have done so much for the music. You've done so much for the culture. You've made so many things happen for so many people. You know, you've touched so many people's lives. And um, to feel to, to, to feel in any way, shape, or form, man, that, you know, we have had an opportunity or even a part to do with, you know, anything considered by you, man, is, 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 is crazy. So, yeah. Are you kidding? Let me tell you something, man. I got so many stories. First of all, yeah. let me tell you, it is an honor, privilege, pleasure, or anything that I can say that's highly regarded about you guys, even to be here. First and foremost, the, 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 the first record that I ever said, okay, before I get into the hip hop aspect of it, like I, when I was little on Sundays, my mom, my grandmother and everybody would clean up. Like grandma come go to church, come back, then clean up the house. And then my mom and them would be like, all right, baby, go play that record. Play this record. So I, you know, I grabbed the records and this and the third. Which one? Number three, you know, such and such, you know, that kind of thing, right? Now, 
only record and the first record I ever asked to, to, to buy was y'all record. I'm like, mom, it's 1979. So I'm like, that's right. I'm like, uh, creeping on nine, eight, eight and a half, creeping on nine. And I'm like, mama, she was like, we was in a record store, remember? She was like, yo, you know, you want, want me to buy your record, baby? I was like, yeah, can I get the um the rappers, the 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 hip, the hot, huh, the hip, the hip, you know that record that be on the radio? She was like, yeah. And then she asked the dude, he he pulled out the blue record. And I was like looking at the cover, like, whoa, right? <laughs> took it with me, took it home. Man, I wore that record out. But what was cool, this is my second cool story. What was cool was um I was riding the um the school bus at the time and our and our driver was had to be the biggest fan of y'all's, right? Because <laughs> he got to, he got y'all stuff recorded off the radio, the long version, right? The 12 minutes is it yeah. 12 minutes? 15 he recorded 15. 15. Okay, he recorded 15, that 15. and put it on his 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 60 minute tape on both sides, filled it up. One song. Right, pop it on his tape, right? and he would ride. You know, he would drive the stoop. How'd it go? How'd it go? Bump. How'd it start yep. off, Charlie? How'd it start off? Start it off. Go ahead. What now? What you hear is not a test. Come on, man. Now, but here's the crazy part. <laughs> it, it got really cool because we started to expect him to do that. So he started to have everybody participate. He would play the song, and then he would have people take parts. And then he would be like, you know, what I'm saying, can can you make it? Can you make it mean something to you? So we would like learn how to like change our raps into stuff that meant for, oh, stuff for us. It was wow. kind of training like early. I'm like eight, nine years old. And I'm <laughs> but I, but yeah. I, I loved y'all records so much. You know what I'm saying? It was that kind of thing. So once again, flash forward, if somebody would told me I was going to be on a podcast talking like Dick Tracy over phones to you guys, <laughs> no nah, man, I wouldn't have believed it. I wouldn't have believed it. So thank it, you, it, man. It, no, seriously, man. Seriously. No, the cool thing, you know, because we, we, we're doing this, man, we're, we're making we're making this move, man. We 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 punched hyperspace, and uh, uh, I call it, you know, uh, the magnitude of us. This is a kind of the thing that I've never really understood the magnitude of us. I never did, you know. Um, this has been a journey for me uh, uh, from the beginning till now to understand because you know we there, there was so much like negative stuff connected to us, and then. Right. You know, and then there was I, my my I, you know I took I took I was I was away for a long I, you know, not locked up but I was gone I was away from this whole thing and uh, then all the stuff that went behind it so a lot of the, a lot of the, the the power of it got lost for me you know uh, I came yeah. back in two thousand five and with that time that we've been back together and put this version of it together it, it it's become an awakening for me you know what I mean and and yeah. so you know like like I said you know I mean just. Just tell us, I mean, and tell the fans, man, because, and I'm sure people know who Jurassic Five is and Charlie Tuna, but just, just give us, like, just for that cat that might be, you know, living on a on, on a rock somewhere. Just give us a little bit about how you got started, what you've done, you know, you know, give us that four one one. Give us the, okay. you know, turn us on. Well, I'm gonna try to do it in a nutshell because it's pretty cool. It's a, a career that expands about almost 30 years now, and I'm proud to say right. that I'm tripping on that. Right. But anyway, uh, like I said, I'm from originally from Chicago. My boy keep texting me. I apologize. Originally from Chicago, Southside. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my mama from Cabrini Green. I'm from Ida B. Wells Projects. Blah blah blah. Um, house music saturated our our, our situation. Yes. I, I always called that my uncles in their music because that's what they was yes. listening to going to parties with Ron Hardy and Farley Keith and all these dudes, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, hot Mix 5 on the radio. Um, mm -hmm. I do remember um, uh, Grandmaster Flash and a couple of other 
DJs from New York coming to uh, Chicago and doing like a, I would say a, a sound clash kind of battle um, at a house party. It was crazy. I wasn't there. I was too young. But I remember mm. all the people in my neighborhood talking about it. You know, this is what this would be as a kid. But anyway, mm -hmm. um, I got into it. Like I said, all of that stuff was going on. Chicago saturated in super gangs. You know what I'm saying? You either one side or yes. the other. And, and yeah. I'm just a kid being recruited on. But I wasn't really about that kind of stuff. But it was all in my family. A guy moved to my, my neighborhood in my complex two doors down from me named Dave. And he was from the Bronx. Mm. Right? So his, his story was that his family moved because the, the building that they, they lived in uh, burned down. Like they came, they came, they went to visit somebody, I guess. And he said some of his family was from Yonkers mm -hmm. or something that's like that. They, the they yeah, said they went to go the visit their family. Yeah. And then they, they, mm -hmm. when they came back, their building was on fire, burnt up and this and the third. And they had nowhere to go. Eventually they, they gathered up loot and they moved to Chicago. Right. So mm -hmm. he, 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 and he used to always brag to me about how New York is better than Chicago and how, so the, the, the gangs in, in Chicago ain't got it right yet because the ones in New York would battle, you know, and fight with dances. And I'm just like, get the hell, whatever, man. Like, come on, man, it don't, sound, it don't even sound right. You know what I mean? Right. So y'all old enough to know. So I'll be telling this story sometimes when people interview me. Uh, one day I'm, I'm watching TV and That's Incredible comes on. Remember That's Incredible? Of course. Of course. So Fran Tarkington is like, you know, today on That's Incredible, uh, we travel to the Bronx where gangs settle their differences by dancing i'm like looking at the tv like wait a minute what <laughs> hold on wait wait is this what my dude was talking about okay cool so by the end of the program I'm, my head's blown now i could already like draw and stuff and i was like you know copying my uh the the album covers that my mom and them would tell me to go change on sundays and all that old stuff right so i was like practicing comic books things like that you know what i mean mm -hmm. but after that program i went to his crib i'm like please tell me everything right? so he started dropping it to me he showed me photo albums of, of trains he took pictures of from his window and you know all of this stuff before it really started to spill over and i was just like just like just overload like wow but i wanted to learn how to use a spray can the way i saw what i was looking at in these pictures i was like dude if you can do that with spray paint then you know what i'm saying it's it's over for me you know what i'm saying so i got into it from that perspective alone, I was just trying to learn graffiti. But then it was so many house DJs around my way, young dudes that had the, uh, access to DJ equipment. When hip hop started to spill in from from y'all record to like, you know, what I'm saying Mel and the, you know um, mm -hmm. uh, Grandmaster mm -hmm. Flash and them record and all that stuff mm -hmm. started to spill mm -hmm. in and get into our stuff. Everybody wanted to get into the, the hip hop thing, you know what I'm saying? So especially all my little friends, my friends that was my age. So you know, we just started to like dabble here and there. But I was the the resident, you know, artist. Whereas I had a couple of dudes that was dancers and then my dude Arky was the DJ and then, you know what I'm saying? It was like, like that. And, mm -hmm. and then I, I just said, forget it. I start trying my hand as little other things start to spill out. You know, um, I remember when uh, 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 Sharon and Marley's record, um, then actually when, when uh, uh, Pebbly Poo record came out, I'm like, yo, this is, this is cool. Then, then when Sharon and Marley record came out, then when, Roxanne, Shantae, and you know, when the Roxanne's came out, then Roxanne, Shantae, and all that stuff, when all that stuff started spilling, I was just like, let me see if I can try everything and see if I'm good at other things beside, you know, drawing. Cause mm -hmm. I'm, I'm hopping on trains, trying to go up on the <laughs> north side and kick it with the Puerto yes. Rican brothers. 
paint on their thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I, I just I discovered that I could rap on an accident. This girl that I like named Tasha, I was scared to talk to. Her and her sister uh, was outside, and a couple of my friends had heard y'all record and was doing what we always do. This goes back to you guys. It's so beautiful that I'm talking about this, and I'm talking it to you. <laughs> so, like I said, we used to always try to take y'all words and make them belong to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm the man they call yeah. it the Charlie T. Hey, instead right. of you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. so, so, you know what I mean? They was doing that, but then they would change it to like, like bags. They was like, talk, talk, you know, talk junk about you as you walk past, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or whatever. Look at Snapping, that dude yeah. with Snapping the hair. You know, they snapping on each other, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm like looking at the crowd this one night. There's a, a viaduct up under our building where I lived. I lived 2727. You know, thing we you can go up under there, and a lot of kids would kick it under there. They drink their little beer, smoke their little weed, and you know, I'm saying in summer nights, and the girls be down there. That's what it was. So mm -hmm. I walked down, and it was a crowd down, and it was listening to the rap. And I'm like, okay, but I see my own, you know, my girl that I like. I'm like, man, I go Tasha right there, <laughs> you know. So I'm just listening. They turn their eyes to me, and they just start snapping on me. Ah, ah and I'm just like, oh, oh, I'm like the blunt. Everybody laughing, they laughing. My home girl, the, the girl that I like laughing, I'm just like embarrassed. I was just like, I'm out. I left. But I was mad and embarrassed at the same time. And I went upstairs and let the fury get me. And I grabbed a piece of paper and I filled the whole front page and the back page up with what I could rap, with all the rhymes that I could, that I could make to diss them. And I memorized it. Two weeks later, the exact same thing happened. This time, I purposely put myself in the line of fire. Like, so yeah, fellas, hey, I, let me try. Let me try. They're like, man, you can't rap, Charlie. I was like, I'm gonna try because I'm gonna try to get y'all back. The last time they was like, all right, all right. So everybody started clapping their hands. I started firing it off. I can't even remember the rap no more. Rock, rock. And, and every punchline, I was getting oh, oh, and that alone was like what got me like forever. Like that okay, helped you. That helped whatever you. Whatever is hip hop, I'm on it. <laughs> that <was> that. <laughs> that's great that's a great story now that's all hey and so it's and you know what the cool thing about the cool thing about being a rapper and you, you can appreciate this because now you I, I just hear that story is that you know when it works you get immediate either praise or you get immediate <laughs> like, so true if, man if, so if, true if, if you if you rocking yeah. Yo, right. if you rocking the people are like, oh my right. god, right. that is crazy. But if you suck, they gonna be like, get up, yeah. go. Yeah. Hey, it's you the Roy's on that face. You, hey, yeah, you cannot front when it comes uh, to rocking. Uh, uh, I mean, the, the, it, it just what it is. Am I right? You're totally right, man. It's it's I mean, instant gratification or instant disrespect. Woo, one of the two. Woo, woo. <laughs> For real. Right. Right. You hear the hey yo, you be doing the joint to be like cricket, cricket, cricket. Like, oh, oh man, that's the I'm, worse. I'm, Don't quit y'all. <laughs> and you know it's a trip, man. Now in this day and uh, age of COVID, I got I've, I've in these eight months I got to do actually live in person three shows. Yeah. And uh they were just like two of them were guest appearances and one was an actual mm -hmm. show. And okay. to 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 see to you know for, for us to be MCs and to feed off the energy of the crowd and to now hear how the crowd has to be kind of silent because it's so distant and less people. It's a trip. It's like, wait, am I, you know what I mean? Do, do I still got Yo. it? Like, what's going on? <laughs> 
and it's funny you said that because we really we did uh we did one performance i think we did like a performance uh in the summer but we haven't really been out you know what i mean so yeah. one one and it's like you said one of the things that uh i'm you know apprehensive about is because you know everything about the show is energy and connection and you know making noise and being loud and that's really the determination of a great show as opposed to a good show you know and right. and, and it's it's going to be it's going to be a very interesting journey to get back in front of the public man and try to not try to but create that but with different methodologies do you, you follow yeah. what, you follow what i'm yes, saying sir Yes, you know, sir. we have, you know, you, you as a performer and, and, and you know that there's a whole science to, to, put, to doing a live performance. You've performed mm -hmm. all over the world like we've performed all over the world. There's a science to it, man. There's a science. You go like, you know, one of the places that I've always found to be tough is Amsterdam. Like I've gone to for some reason. And I don't know why, man, but for some reason. Hey, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. I know exactly what you're saying. You know, yeah, what I'm, so, you know what I'm saying, child. You've been, you've been for some reason, man. They be hard to, you know, they be hard to turn, man. You know what I'm saying? But then yeah, you go like to, you could go like to Leeds in London, man, and in, in, in the UK, the Leeds, and they be. Woo, it's a whole nother story. Yep. Right. Yeah. So, so I'm. So you have to create ways. Like now that I, yeah. you know that I have been. There's so many times. It's like when we do Amsterdam or, or or stuff in the Netherlands. I'm always before the show. I'm like, okay, let me figure out. I gotta go to you know where I gotta where I can get immediate response. Where I know I can get them to rock. You know what right. I mean? Right. Well, it's gonna be that way now, every night. For every you know place. I mean? yeah. yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Because you know, uh, 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 there is, there is, there is going to be so much of an adjustment you right. know what i'm saying man like you said yes, it's going to be it's so much of an adjustment from the way live shows were done shoot a year ago till man. now man so, so yeah true. so so charlie tell me man uh how did you how did you guys come up with the name uh jurassic five and <laughs> how, how was it that uh what caused you to transition why did you go underground or was oh. that your, your purpose you know from the beginning Okay, well, well, the okay. Let's answer the first one first. Okay, yeah. Right. The 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 Jurassic Five name came from it was an actual accident. Um, um, we were two groups. I have to tell the story of of the Good Life. Now, the Good Life in the time of and the the reign of gangster rap, right? So Ooh. from from around like let's say eighty nine, okay, to like. 93 around that time we were we were really like anybody in los angeles who was trying to get a record deal and trying to get known with rap if you if you didn't have any kind of ties or wasn't just directly doing gangster rap then the the labels was not checking for you it's just what it was everybody wanted you know you guys know you oh, they yeah. just wanted Absolutely. i remember you know what i'm saying yeah. they wanted what another nwa whatever blah, exactly. blah, blah. yeah 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 so so we had no outlet other than like the open mic places. And thank God for a place called the good life. Uh, uh, bless um, uh, sister B hall and sister Khadijah and all these people who got together the old school, like, you know, Panther heads and stuff from Los Angeles who got together, open up. They already had a, 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 a um, uh, what was it? A health, it's a health food spot. It was a health right. food spot. Right. And it, it could legally only hold about 75 people. Right. 
But they had that place and they decided to throw open mic uh, night every Thursday night. And we would all come down. Like I said, the place could only hold 75 people. It had a little small stage. It introduced hood inner city dudes to like wheatgrass and all of these, this type of stuff. And the parking lot would have four, 500 people in it. You know what I'm saying? Because the talent was just that serious. And it was all these people, all these kids who was trying to do the hip hop thing, but wasn't trying to be gangsters. Okay. So um, around that time, myself, Mark Seven, and Cut Chemist, who are three members of Jurassic Five, yeah. Um, we're, 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 at, we're a group called the Unity Committee, right? We were our own little thing, you know what I'm saying? Doing backyard parties and this and that third. And a, and a friend of ours had told us about the good life. So we started going there. We were going there for a couple of years. We had got known uh, along with another group called Dark Leaf. And we were just like, you know, just just doing our part in that in that, in that that uh, scene as, as well as learning. We were learning a lot of things about showmanship and all of that mm-hmm. stuff. It was cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was a really cool spot to hone your craft. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You couldn't curse, things like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you had to do what you could do with the parameters. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it was, right. it was really dope. Um, and in, within that time of us being there, you would meet all these different cool groups and some, some um, um, artists would come from New York and different places because the uh, record labels would hear about the place and know that it was kind of the place to be. So people like Fat Joe showed up, uh, Biz Markey, like, wow. you know, so just all these different people, right? But um, mm-hmm. we met this other group called the Rebels of Rhythm, which was uh, Akil, Dakir, and a brother, rest in peace, named Sean Africa, who would have been the other deep voice dude in Jurassic 5 had you know, the calamity that happened to him, not happened to him. But right. um, we saw them perform and we were like, yo, these dudes are hard. Now here's the, here's the scenario, Unity Committee, we patterned ourselves after Run DMC, so to speak, because it was a kind of two MC crew and we was doing like these little quick trades with the mic, but trying to be real mm-hmm. technical about it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and our DJ, Cut Chemist, was like real sharp on the cuts. He was ridiculous, we know, Cut Chemist, right? So, the Rebels of Rhythm were like the other side of that aspect. Those dudes, one, uh, Doc here, the brother Doc here in our group, still to this day, I got super love for the fact this dude could sing. We had, we could hold notes. That dude could right. sing, <laughs> right? So right. They, their group had this harmony to them that sounded cold crush. And we were like, you know, in, in Los Angeles, hearing these dudes do this, we was like, whoa, this is crazy. So, <laughs> They, they liked our performances. They had a live performance too. They liked our performance. We liked theirs. They had linked up with us one night when we was talking, wanted to do a song. And that was kind of the nature of all of us at The Good Life was trying to pair up and do songs and see what good would come out of it. You know, mm-hmm. um, we, we, we said, okay, cool, let's do it. So my DJ cut, did the beat and was like, I get it, get y'all this beat, but you got to promise to let my dudes on. It's like, all right, cool. So we all got together. And we did this song that we entitled Unified Revolution. We liked it because it was a uni- unity committee, Rebels of Rhythm, Unified Revolution. It was gotcha. cool. It had both of our styles in it. The song is old school. It's the first song we ever did. And we noticed when we played it to people, when we, when we performed, it would get more love than anything we did individually. Right. So while we were shopping deals, we said our, our promise to each other was, We'll have it on our demo. Y'all have it on y'all's. Whoever get it popping first, we'll put it on there. We keep it moving. It'll be like this big native tongue. Let's keep it going, you know? Mm-hmm. So it didn't really happen like that. One, uh, uh, the dude who I was telling you who can sing, he also worked for a lot of uh, different record labels around Los Angeles doing mix show uh, uh, calling. You know, he would call the mix shows and try to, you know what I'm saying, promote the records of whatever record label uh, he was working for at the time. So 
Right. He 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 had his hand and his foot in the business kind of when when we wasn't. We was just doing the, the music. So right. he had got a call. He got a call from somebody from TVT Records out in New York, and because oh, I okay. guess they they found him because we all we took that record, put money in, and pressed up five hundred copies and just gave it to people. You know, gave it to any famous person we could. I got two copies to like Maceo from De La Soul because I was at a concert. You know that kind of thing. Right, so. Right. Somehow TBT got a, a copy of the record and they called Soup. Soup is Doc here, same name. They called Soup. Soup hollered at us. They wanted to put the record out. We was like, oh, okay, cool. So this leads to the, to the I'm sorry I'm so long with it, but no, it's okay. We we do all of this stuff with the uh <laughs> with the label. We get it all, we get it all legitimized and everything. The the contract and this and it just it was just a 12-inch deal. It was all good, but it was, you know, some dudes like, wow, we getting a deal together, fellas. That's, That's right. what's up, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so they, so here comes the crazy part. The, the, the label says, Okay, um, what do we do? We call you guys the Unified Revolution. What is that your name? And we were all looked at each other like <laughs> He got no name. He's like, let us get back to you on that before you think this deal. <laughs> it was weird. Couple days. It, in a couple days, I had played the song to my son. I was living me and my son's mom at the time. We, we ain't together no more, but we was living together 11 years of you know love, lies, and yeah. fears, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> right? Yes. But we yes. was we was living together at the time, and she could play piano, she could sing. She's, you know, she's musically inclined as it is. So I used to always oh, use her okay. as one of my filters and player stuff. Right. 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 Okay. I played her, I played her the song. She was like, you know, I seen her rock and she was like, oh, this is cool. She got off, but she had this dry, the driest sense of humor still to this day, still to this day. She was like, that was good. Y'all think y'all sound like the Fantastic Five. Y'all sound more like the Jurassic Five. <laughs> I walked out of the room and I was like, there it is. <laughs> that sound like it. I was like, yo, fellas, I got everybody on the three where I was like, all right, listen, I got the name. Ready? But it was six of us. Jurassic Five, everybody's like, yo, that's it. But wait, it's six of us. And I was like, that's it. That's the selling point. When the interviewers ask us a question about that, we got something to talk about. To kick it off first. Everybody was like, let's run, let's run. And that was that. <laughs> nice. Hold up, hold up, Charlie. We got we got one more guy coming on. We got one more guy mm -hmm. coming in. Our other dude, uh, 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 of uh, T-Dynasty. He, uh, uh, the, the motorcycle man. Yeah. That's right. That's the same. <laughs> yeah, that motorcycle. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on in here. We're going to introduce you to Charlie. Temp, where you at? Yo. There you go. Oh, that's there a voice go. right there, boy. Listen to that yeah. voice. Yo, what's yeah, up, man? Hey, what's up, Charlie? We, 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 we saw each other over in Europe, fam. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at you like. I know this brother back here. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, man? All right, now, brother. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, thank y'all for that uh, night, uh, man, in Europe, man. That was crazy, yeah. man. That night in Europe was nuts. You ever thought about what it would be like uh, if you were uh, like half motorcycle, you know, like, like, Oh my god. Legs on the bottom. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> like the monkeys in the whiz. <laughs> I, I'm I, I'm sorry. Charlie, let me apologize for my colleagues, man. Hey, hey, hey listen, I am. Oh my god. Move it right along. I want to hey man, and I want I want Charlie, I, want, I definitely want to get into this because you are of course, the lead vocalist with, with the group, and you have a distinct sound, you know what I mean? And in our group, 
I kind of have a distinct sound, you know. Um, did you did you realize? Because with me, I didn't realize that I had uh, a, dis, a, a an identifiable sound. I, like people would always tell me, "Man, you got a great voice. Your voice sounds so good." You know, and and of course, like you said, you know what really got me going was when the girls would start. You know, they'd be like, "Oh, he sounds so sexy. Oh my God!" Woo-woo. And then you know, come out on stage and. You know, you start going into your thing and you start screaming the whole nine yards. And so I actually kind of started honing it in. Where was your experience with that? Because the voice is a big deal. Yeah, man. I, I, you know, I, my voice changed when I was 13, right? It got deep, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like deeper than it was, you know what I'm saying? And I, mm-hmm. and I was like tripping onto myself on some, you know, Bobby Brady kind of thing. But my, my, <laughs> when it's for real, time but... to change. You know what I'm saying? For real, dog. But, but like, I, uh, I'm trying to think within the group, I think, um, or just the context of the, the music itself, um, I, I always paid attention to the guy with the, with the smoothest, like lowest tone, I, I would say. So I don't know why that is. Even before hip hop, I was like attracted to like songs that had heavy bass lines to them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And things of that nature. So mm-hmm. I, I, I just something that I, I liked. And when my voice kind of like turned that way, to, I started to realize it, like listening to cats like Rock Kim, like, wait a minute, or, or Kane, like, like, OK, so these dudes is using a thing. It's not like just I'm rapping words, but I'm actually taking tones and making the tone actually uh, work as an accent, as well as what I'm saying and how I'm saying it, you know what I mean? So I'm like trying to digest this stuff, but not really understanding it. And truthfully, uh, the tone of the voice stuff started to come in when I I noticed how uh, naturally all four of our voices sounded together in Jurassic 5 without us trying. Like like I said, we didn't know how to sing or where notes (laughs) was and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Um, Only one of us kind of did. And and, uh, without him having to give direction or anything like that. We would just try stuff. And because of the timbers of our voice, it would naturally sound cool. And we used to trip on that, like, man, this is nuts, right? Mm-hmm. But when when we would take our solos, you know, live, I started to see this, especially because we would, we would test our stuff out at the place called The Good Life. So right. I started to see the reaction. I started to see the reaction from the women <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But really, I started to see the reaction. And, and it, it, me being called Tuna also kind of got it. It was weird because I noticed that dudes would always be like, what's your name again? Oh, but the women will remember. Like, that's that dude they called Tuna. And I'm like, hey, I got something here. And I don't know how I, this happened, but it it happened. So I'm going to just run with it. And I'm going to try to yeah. figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But as far as like like the style and things of that nature, like I I... I watched, like, like I said, I watched Rock Kim, I watched Kane, I watched Chill Rob G, I watched um, Mel, like, you know what I'm saying, Kaz, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. we got kidnapped by Kaz one night. I, I, if that's cool, I'll tell you all that. That's a whole other story. Absolutely. It was, it's incredible. It's an incredible story, but it was kidnapped. It really was. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like something Kaz would do. That sounds like something Kaz would do. But the, the, the thing, the reason why I asked you that is because you know, uh, a lot of times what what I've always tried to express to people, because people ask, well, you know, what are, you, what are your thoughts when you when you write and what are your thoughts when you perform? And a lot of times I, I have to express to people that, that the tone that you use when you're when you're rocking, you know, mm-hmm. there, there, there are so many different, 
you know, it's 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 frequencies. You know what I'm saying? And yes. I know I'm going I'm going with some of <laughs> some of my smarter people in the band going with. I've never really used it a smokeless way, but I know. Look at Diamond's face. But <laughs> I know. But especially when it comes to the female ear, there's there's certain frequencies that get a response out of the female ear. And if you listen to, like you said, like for example, when you listen to Luther do those, there's a that frequency goes to a certain place in the female ear. You know, so if you're trying to, or if you like, so when I'm working to really lock in to my, 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 my payload, you know what I mean? Cause like my bread and butter are always the women. It always has right. been. And it, and it all, even to this day, you know, that's why I tell people, as long as they keep oohing and on, when I hit the stage, I'm doing it right. You know what I mean? That's right. So, that's right. uh, uh, here we are, you know, 50, <laughs> you know, 58, 59 years old later, uh, uh, it still works for me. You know what I mean? Amazing, and, man. But it's the frequencies that you learn, you know, after a period of time, you know, yeah. that, that, that they, in recording and in performing, you know yeah. what I mean? When you want to get something really going and when you really want to make, I call it the lock, when you want to really lock with your, with your people, man, you have to be able to be aware of the frequencies that your, your voice is allowed to do. And if you have yeah. that, like you have a signature sound, you, I wanted to, you know, talk to you about that from one artist to another to see if you, you know, what your experience with that is, because that's been my experience even more so. And this is even weird, like, because if you listen to like the, the early Sugar Hill stuff, I was 17, 18, 19, 20 years old when I started cutting those songs. And now, you know, as a man, like the stuff that we've done later on, even the performances, you know, the way I sounded on stage at 17, I don't sound that way anymore. You know what right. I mean? But the, but the thing that people say, which is the biggest compliment in the world, is you'd be like, yo, man, when you opened up your mouth and your voice and you started rock, I, I knew it was you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I, I, I could go to a venue and walk around the venue all day long. People look, not pay attention, not say two words to me. Blah, 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 blah. But we get up on that stage and get onto the first, we H wonder, and I'm like, I'm the master G. And I'm gonna be like, wait a minute, that was yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, your yeah, song, they be like, your voice, man, like you, you, I knew it was you when you opened your mouth. And that to man. me, and you know what I'm saying? That Charlie, is, is that not one of the greatest compliments in the world? It's, a, it's the craziest thing. Here's an example for me. This happened yesterday. I went to note here. I am not giving any kind of free publicity to this, this company at all. Okay. But I'm in the drive through at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> right. Good food. I'm chilling. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm, you know what I'm saying? Listening to some music and this and the third and I pull up, I order my food and then you got to pull up again and you got to tell it to uh, the girl what kind of sauce you want. Right. So she's like, what kind of sauce did you want, sir? I'm like, uh, can I get the Buffalo sauce? Blah, blah, blah. And she was like, yeah, no problem. And then she steps back and she goes, um, I, I'm sorry, I got to tell you this. You, you have a, the voice like a, a, one of my favorite rappers. I looked at her, I was like, oh, word? 
who's your favorite rapper? She was like, oh, it's a guy named, named Charlie Tooney from a group called Jurassic Five. And I just looked at her. I was like, yeah, I like that dude too, man. He is dope. And she was like, wait a minute. That's you. That's you. Oh my God. She started tripping out. And I was just like, whoa, this is bugged out. You know what I'm saying? Yes, man. You know what I mean? Yes, so yeah, man. I know what you're saying, I fam. It's, I do, man. I, you, I do. She know how I look. She just heard me nope. you know how I sound, so. Right. And, and, that, and, and that, and again, man, that is the essence of what this thing is all about, man. When you can evoke an emotion out of a total stranger, man, by the way you sound or something that you say or, or, or a piece of work that you put together, man, that is timeless, like your music, man, you know, you, you guys, you guys would be, you know, when the world, when it's 25, 25, you know, and we are dust in the wind, you know what I'm saying? You know, people will know, man, people will be listening to our songs and be like, Damn, his voice is crazy on this joint, man. That performance is boom, 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 boom. That you know, and it and it it, it 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 once it gets into that, once you once you capture it, you know, once you capture it, man, it's it, it's crazy, man. It's so yeah. it's so it's so it's so amazing. That's one of the that's another gift that we share amongst ourselves. You know what I mean? True. You know because that's what people don't understand a lot of times too. One of the privileges of being. Uh, one of these people, these people that perform and sing and record and write, and that the, the gift that you're able to share with another human being, you yeah. know, like like I, I I would see a natural uh, a synergy situation happening with us and y'all on stage together. You follow what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my god, Dude. Charlie, who's the great thing? Uh, well, we got we got. I killed digs for crates within the MCs. I mm -hmm. killed digs for crates. The, the brother that I was telling about who could sing, Doc Here, he y'all should check him out too. He got a a, a singing group called Fully Love. Y'all should check that out. The Fully Love Collective yeah. is crazy. But anyway, he he digs in crates, but he doesn't really. I won't say he dig. He just like he 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 got knowledge. I'll be tripping. I'll be asking him about a record. Oh, such and such song on that record, and blah blah blah. Play. You know, he's that kind of dude, right? Uh -huh. uh, as far as the two DJs, Newmark and Cut Chemist are extreme. I ain't never seen nobody dig deeper than them dudes. I've never seen nobody do it like that. I stopped going record shopping with them dudes. You know it, I mean? it, when, you, when, you, when you listen to the tracks and you get all into it, you just hear all the different things going on. Yeah. Back and forth. And, it, and, it, and it's like, it's almost like the old like tribe joints, you know, like you just heard it all over the place. Yeah, Q-tip, man. Speaking, of, speaking, of, speaking of a that. producer, yeah, I don't mean to cut you off, you but you struck a chord. I had a conversation with Q-tip one time, man. I was doing, I went to a, a hip hop honors. This is, I know I'm going off the rail here, but mm -hmm. I can do that because it's our show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, we, Mike and I, again, it was just coming back. We did the hip hop honors and it was this pre-party for the hip hop honors and Q-Tip was the DJ. So, uh -huh. you know, again, I hadn't been around, didn't, you know, and this was like one of my first uh, outings. So they tell him that I'm there. They're like, yeah, Master G, one of my, he's like, what? Because nobody had seen me, you know, nobody. So, so I, they bring me over to him and, I'm, and I get into a conversation with him. And he says to me, he said, yo, G, what in the world? What's up with passion play? I said, what? Yeah, now I know people don't even know passion play is a song on the Sugar Hill Gang album. The first album we did. So Rappers Delight was the first record. Then we did the Sugar Hill Gang album. So it was, and it was a, it was a Here I Am, uh, Rappers Reprise, Jam Jam, but there was a song on there called Passion Play. 
And he, it, it was mind blowing to me that this modern day, like, you know, he knew that song, man. He knew that song. So, you know, shout out to Q-Tip, man. I just wanted to Tip say that. Tip is a record digger, for sure. Yo, yeah. let me tell then and then, and then go into the songs and the music that he uses, man. The stuff that he comes up with, man, is a lot like y'all. You know, a lot like y'all, <laughs> I appreciate man. it. Yeah, I Whoa, appreciate it, man. man. There's, a, there's such, there's such, there's so much, there's so much to be said, man, in people who appreciate, who appreciate music, who produces music. You know, I don't know if I'm right. saying it properly, but you know, there's a yeah. lot to be said, man, because because you are a person that exposes other people to the vibration. You know, right. So there's a there's, so there's a certain amount of responsibility. It's like doing a show. To me, it's a, I got a responsibility, and I tell people this all the time. My responsibility is to perform for that guy or that girl who has never seen Sugar Hill Gang live in their life. That's my responsibility. Not to the people I'm a Sugar Hill fan. I, no, I know you're there, and I appreciate you, and I love you. But I'm trying to get to that cat that's way over there in the cut who's never seen us live, I want him to understand what this is really about. And I Man. want that girl who might have been listening to me from the time they was a teenager in high school and said, I was their favorite. I want her to be able to live that dream and say, I saw him finally and I heard him. And so you got a responsibility <clears throat> when you create something and put it out there. And that's mm -hmm. what's beautiful about people who appreciate their responsibility like yourself. Thank you, man. Especially if you catch lightning in the bottle, like 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 how y'all did, man. Let me tell y'all something. I look at y'all like the movie Prometheus, if you can understand what I'm saying. Y'all yeah, was the, okay. the the engineer dudes, man. Who when he opened up the little can and he struck that shit and he just melted into the sea, then all of a sudden he created all the life. I mean, honestly, when it came to what we doing, y'all are part of every one of our DNAs, and I will say that we had um kind of a, a edge a super edge y'all that's why we look at y'all so so amazingly because y'all were the architects we had an edge we was able to study y'all like what was y'all studying you see what i'm saying that's just like like yeah. you know it's, that's the thing that, that, that puzzles and, and and baffles but also keeps me intrigued and young about this in in the first place because i always and even when we were creating jurassic five songs i could say we were always like look we're gonna make these songs or any song we got to make them last as long as songs like Rappers mm -hmm. Delight. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then we went deeper than that, like like long as the Earth Wind, Earth Wind and Fire songs, long yeah. as Stevie Wonder songs, long as the songs yeah. that you could put these yeah. songs on way after these people are gone. We yeah. want to make songs like that. And I appreciate y'all for making something like that. <laughs> yeah. Period. You know what I mean? For you, real. You guys no seed at the planet. The, the, yeah. the great taste of being able to transform sound, not being stuck in a box. Sometimes you get stuck in a sample box and you stay with that same clinky and then you bring the dirt back and you need to get that old SP sound and you travel to that thing. But you guys are not afraid. Like you go all to the left. That was that Casa de um, oh, Spanish uh, joint. Uh, the, the, it was a Brazilian joint. I told you. Uh, yeah. Oh Canto my God. Yeah, you go with that on that one. That was like, ah! <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. And then being able to flow on top of that and, and go with it. Because like I said, everybody doesn't, you know, they'll kind of stay with the same right. box. That, right. that turn left or that quick turn right. Bro. Gotta, gotta, let you, me, gotta be so let me ask you this question. Flow. Let me ask you this question. And then I'm going to flip it on you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you an opportunity 
to ask any question you I got two, want so to, let's go. Whatever questions you want, because I'm, you know, I'm finding this out as we're doing this that there are so many things that people uh, 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 don't know about that time. You know what I mean? In that period, and so I'm going to give you that chance. So, how is it that you were able? And like Henry, you started the question, but we're gonna we're gonna finish it. How were you able to go underground, but also? you know, still enjoy the mainstream success. Talk to oh, us about wow. that. You had to get a chance to get to that. So right. once we, yeah, once we, once we beat, we, we put that, that 12 inch record out, we went on about our, our own business. We were like, still like working jobs, our security guard, you know what I'm saying? One of my, my boys was still at the record label. It was like everything, you know, selling incense shirts, all that kind of stuff we was doing. Right. Uh, so we were walking around America, um, doing that. Um, and, we we started putting started making songs together instead of just like doing that one song we start we said let's make some more songs so we made like about six songs we had a homegirl named T Love she got a, a a distribution deal but she couldn't fulfill the whole of the distribution deal they asked for a, a one for two EPs and two singles she had enough for one EP and one single so she asked us if we had enough record uh, you know songs we was like yeah let's do it so we we got a DBA, we put it all together. We did a joint venture with her label, which was Piccaninny, and our label, which was Rumble. We just put it all together. So it was like Rumble Piccaninny Records presents her 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 EP and our EP. And our EP was the first EP that everybody knows about the Jurassic 5 EP with the, uh, so that was that. So we put that out with her in America and it was doing a little bubbling here and there, but nobody really was checking. Um, Somebody had called us for a show in 1997 overseas um so we went over there to do the show it was a fresh there, there was a festival called fresh 97 in folkestone england you know what I'm saying out in kent where the where the old old people retire at right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it was you know it because it's right there by the water and across the water from france and all that it was accessible to all the other um, mm -hmm. european countries so it was a big old festival everything hip you know all of the hip-hop everything right mm -hmm. so much so they had Cas, Dot of Rock, Recipes, uh, 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 Special K, um, 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 Charlie Chase, um, and it's man, I'm forgetting this one other person, and they were like the old school review, right? They think they, they got together and they was doing routines from everybody's little. It was really, really dope, right? So stuff like that, everything. We got a chance to go out there. We're thinking, you know, um. He heard maybe the song or I don't know, you know, how they heard about us, whatever. But we put together this 30 minute show that was like really tight that, that we thought at the time. Went out there, we was doing these songs, we was doing them. People was liking the show, this and the third. But when we did that Unified Revolution song, which was the song that we passed out, somehow it got overseas right. and we knew nothing about it. We did that, 3,000 people went crazy. stupid. And we was like, dude. <laughs> Right. So we get off the stage, people rushing us. We were selling mixtapes. It was just crazy, right? We was like, damn, this is nice. We get back home, once again, nothing. Now, me and Cut Chemist were also doing, uh, playing in another band called uh, Ozo Motley. That's a whole other story. We could talk about that in a second. But we were doing that, too. Um, and so we back at home. I'm gigging with them and, you know, working a job and gigging with Jurassic and putting stuff together. And that's when a distribution company called Play It Again Sam in, a, in, a, in, in Europe called us and asked us to 
to let them distribute that 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 uh that that EP. But they said add a couple more songs, make it special for us. Man, they did that. They gave us money to, to do a video and a single, uh, the uh, song "Concrete Schoolyard." Now, these songs hit the chord of everybody who didn't, in my opinion, didn't really relate to what was going on with gangster rap. Okay, you you guys travel, so you know. I used to yeah. always trip and say to myself, when you're in England and you're dealing with a police force who don't normally, unless you're a terrorist, carry guns. Right, they got hands. They'll put some hands on. Yeah. It. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? yeah. If they don't, if they don't carry guns, then how can they understand an American gun culture? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So that I, I honestly felt like they got turned off by that. And when we came, you know, what I'm saying, paying homage to you guys as well as like, you know, what I'm saying, returning the favor that y'all gave to us. You know, what I'm saying, doing mm-hmm. the music that we do. You know, what I'm saying, people. It, it was a breath of fresh air to those who, you know hadn't experienced something like that and also just was looking for something other than what was popular at the moment you know what i'm saying so it really popped in in england really hard way more than it did in the states so the little status that we had in the states we kind of kept that status you know and got known for our show more than i think more than our songs up until gotcha. we, we finally did what's golden and that song kind of cracked up away for us but what for the doing? most part yeah, it put, yeah. Us, it put us through, yeah. But for the most part, I, I think that kept our, our underground status. And then the status right. in, in, in the UK stayed the same because they was like, hey, see, we got these dudes, they're champions, but they don't have to sell out. That's how they was looking at it. And we was like, right. we just doing the music we like. <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? So, it, yeah. Ain't it crazy how the UK, man, embraces us, man, you know, uh, musically? It's incredible, man. Uh, I tell this story, I told this story before, um, you know, the first time I went to England, was uh, in the early uh, in the early eighties, and um, so you know uh, we're in you know some town, you know I don't know what town it was, and you know we get ready to do the gig, and I hear, and this is now we in the eighties now, so we 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 now Ohio players, and you know all of this fat back yeah. band, all of that. I mean, so that was the music, and I'm a teenager, so this is my music, you know, and I'm expecting right. to hear that, you know, and I'm hearing all the music that my mother was listening to. I hear all of the R&B, doo-wop, you know, all of that coming out of the clubs, you know? And I was like, wow, wait a minute, man. This is wild. This is, and this is 80. So now we go into, you know, the nineties and the two thousands and we go over there and they blown up, you know, our, our saving grace when we first came back to put this thing together, 2005, was Europe, it was England. You know, it was England, it was France, it was Germany. I mean, between 2005 and 2010, we spent predominantly most of our time in Europe. Thank you know, you, and- the, uh, Huh? I said, we thank was, you, Lothar. was right yeah, there, Yo, yeah, we was right by, y'all remember we was right behind y'all every show. We was right behind y'all. That's what I was saying. Yo, everywhere we would go, y'all was getting ready to come. Or right behind y'all. Y'all right behind, right behind us, right? Yep, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. So, so you know, uh, uh, I have an affinity to 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 Europe, and I especially have that for the UK because they have been so uh, uh, welcoming and so uh, fashion forward, if you will, 
right. when it comes to understanding right. the power again of this gift. You know right. what I mean? Because to yeah. them, they treat it like a gift, man. Yeah, that's man. the way they, they really treat do. it. Yeah, man. They so treat true. it like you know, you know, it, it, not taking anything away from from America because America is America, but they don't they don't treat it. You know, we got a fan base here in America. There's no question. I mean, Sugar Hill Gang is is a global group. There's no question. Mm-hmm. So we there's not a place we can't play. You know what I mean? But the the, the fact the, the fact remains, man, that you know a lot of times I, I, I it's amazing how 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 much how much love is given to the American arts. And I and I've come up with this thing too. I think part of the reason is because an American artist in America is much more accessible than an American artist in Europe. You follow me? You know, yeah. You know, okay. So like if I'm li- if I'm if I, if I'm in Paris, if I'm in France, you know, and I'm listening to uh, uh, Sugar Hill Gang, and I grew up listening to Sugar Hill Gang. I'm I'm 59 years old, you know, and I've been listening to Sugar Hill Gang since they first came out, and I live in Lyon, France. Okay. Now, the likelihood of seeing Wonder Mike live on stage an American hip hop artist that I've been listening to since I was a kid is, is almost virtually unheard of. Exactly. Hello? Yep. Is everybody there? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, so, so when Wonder Mike is now getting ready to come to Lyon, France, or let's say Marseille, cause we did a, we did a show in Marseille uh, not, too, not too long ago. That, that guy now is like, Oh my God, yep. this is incredible. Whereas if I'm going to fly out of here tomorrow and do a show in Cleveland, the guys be like, hey, I mean, dude, I could probably, you used to, used to have a house out here. So, you know, that yeah. is, I mean, not that I'm not a Sugar Hill Gang fan, but mm-hmm. so I think that, that that has a lot to do with the, 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 the love that you get when you go to these different places, because it's much harder to see uh, uh, you know Charlie Tuna, you know, uh, 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 than in 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 France than it is, you know, in America on yep. uh, you know Blase Smitty Summerfest joint. You know what I mean? I told I totally agree with you, man. And you know what's crazy is like like prior to the internet, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's exactly what you were saying. It was like they appreciate the fact that we'll take that trip and come out there to even get him some love. You know what I'm saying? And, and mm-hmm. If you couldn't like type up on, on the internet and know that, oh, the concert is it, or you know what I'm saying, right. it's easier to connect with the person and understand exactly what they're gonna do next. They was waiting right. on, you know what I'm saying, some kind of uh like uh, advertisement thing in an advertisement in a in a magazine or something that says that or you guys are gonna on, come on or a anybody. Poster on a wall, a poster yeah, man. on a, on, on right. a, 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 you don't. Yeah, calling a local venue, trying to see, you know what I'm saying, what who's right. next? Who's coming next? So yeah, man, I think they I used to always say that. The UK and abroad period treats our music like a good book and wants to share it with their with their best friends in a way that even if they had to go buy the book so that their friends could hear it or listen, I mean read it, they would do right. so. Whereas here in America, right. we create we create the trends. We the trend designers. Right. And I no. think, I honestly think, you know, being that we all brothers who have been able to travel overseas. Mm-hmm. We're spoiled, man, and we oh, yeah. we make the music and we make the stuff, and we be more so waiting on the next thing, more than more than like appreciating what we already created, some something, something yeah. fabulous and and world changing, you know. Hey, hey Charlie, I remember being in Spain, and and I think G actually you came out that night, G after the show 
we wound up in a place in some old bar with some old dude, you know, oh, behind a yeah. bar. Ken, you remember this? And you talking about Seville. You talking about Seville. Yep, he had albums yeah, all in the wall yeah. at a turntable. So, yeah. you know, of course, you know, we're like, hey, go play some music. So I'm expecting something to, to go kind of like completely left. My right. man started dropping Mandrill. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, he started dropping jewels, yeah. man. Yeah. And we just sat there like, I'm in Spain in the middle of like goats and mountains. And right. exactly. pulled out something that I cherish. Yeah. Exactly. And continued to do it through the rest of the night. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I got Crazy. the collection. Right. Oh, man. So Char Char Charlie, go ahead now. So go ahead. You got a couple of questions. Now, here's your opportunity to talk to okay. the people that, you know, we were. Talk to that guy. This thing. Sure. <laughs> talk to that guy. Well, well first this and foremost, guy. man, just, just going back to that last thing we were saying, like, I always liken it to the jazz era, too, man. I'd be watching, like, watching some of the interviews and what and what, what like people like Quincy and them would say about those those times and how, you know what I'm saying, people outside of America just appreciated the artistic aspect of what, what us as African-Americans would create, you know what I'm saying? Between mm -hmm. us and, and, and Latin America, we was, like, creating everything, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I, I, I appreciate and respect and always, I even made an attempt to do an album with a big breakbeat DJ called Crafty Cuts out there just to give back to the UK because they gave us so much love. They created our career. Them two plaques you see in the background is UK plaques. You know what I mean? So there like, you go. Enough love to them to, to the max. Okay, now, one of my questions okay. for the Sugar Hill Gang is this. How many records in total have you guys sold, man? Wow. That record, that question. one record. Is you know okay. everybody got that record, so I'm trying okay. to figure that out. Okay, wow. uh, reportedly, it sold over 10 million copies, and that was now that was what uh, uh, when I first got that. That was what 2005, y'all. When I when I when I when I got that information, but you Roger so that, figure that out. Yeah, somebody lied to y'all, G. Somebody lied. No, 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 no. Everybody no, no, got that record, man. That was 2005. I said reportedly. I said okay, reportedly. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, that was and that, and that was 2005. Now we this is 2020. So it, it's it's in it's in the it's in the tens of millions that we've sold, you know, worldwide. I mean, and then you got again, you got the Sugar Hill Gang album, you got Apache, you got Eighth Wonder, yeah. you got you know all of that. You got the Living in the Fat. So we've sold, you know, we've we we got a few we we got a few uh, numbers on that 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 bowl, brother. You have to have because I remember just in 79 alone, I lived out of B. Wells Projects, moved over to Law Lawless Garden, South, South Side of Chicago. Everybody in both of those areas, if you had a turntable, you had your record. I'm digging through, boom, they got that blue record. All right, cool. <laughs> Everybody had that record. So I, just, yeah. I always wondered that. I was like, man, yeah. later for the, yeah. the Eminems and all them dudes. Yeah. So yeah. I said, no, man, we, rappers delight no. had to sell something super. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. 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 Uh, 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 CT, just, just to uh, add on to that, I remember when uh, uh, Big Joe uh, got the idea of he created a box set. You know, oh. of all all the artists that was on the Sugar Hill label, and, uh -huh. and that 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 sold over half a million copies. Yo, I got Joe, that box set. As a matter of fact, I, remember, I got that box set. The Joe man Robinson was so the man was know. so smart. He took the box set and sent it to every producer on the yeah, on, on the hub like a free shot of heroin. Right. And came <laughs> back and came, 
<laughs> Joe Robinson. Stay back Joe on Robinson. the Black Lodge. Right. So here, Joe here it is sampling. Here it is Joe sampling. Robinson, Joe Robinson was the head of Sugar Hill Records for people who don't know. That it's a just, yeah. just, you just, just FYI. Joe Shout out to Joe Robinson and uh uh, that's Sylvia's uh, son, uh, right? That Sylvia's no, son? Sylvia's that's Sylvia's husband. Husband, Joe, Joe, husband. Joe, Joe, Joey Jr. is the namesake of of Joe Senior. So okay. that was probably the person that you ran into and you saw moving around, whatever the case may be. But Joe right. Senior and Sylvia Robinson, they're the ones that created, which first was all platinum records that evolved into Sugar Hill Records, and of course, all platinum had the moments. Uh, love on a two-way street. Look at me, I'm in love. That uh, yes, she right. produced the and wrote those songs, you which moments, which yep. eventually evolved into "You Got to Be a Special Lady." Ray Goodman and Brown. Yes, wow, yeah. man, that's yeah, crazy. crazy. Yeah, man. To just give you an idea of what they got going on. The the the, the New York song that that's uh -huh. New York. Uh, Jay Z and Aletha Keys. The sample "Love on a Two-Way Street" is Sylvia's song. Wow. Yeah, that's that's love on a two-way street. That's dope. Yeah, that's like yeah. full circle right there. That's pretty yeah. cool, yeah. man. Yeah, exactly. man. I mean, I mean, so go ahead. Sugar Hill, Sugar Hill Records, man, it was was back. You know, should have been the uh, the Motown of hip hop. Yeah. Well, it, you know what, Henry, and I, I'm gonna say something. Now I'm gonna cut you a whole lot, Charlie. I want you to just, I want to just because you got a question that I know you want to ask. You know what, man? I I, I think we got to stop saying. It should have been. It was to a point. You a follow point, what I'm yeah. saying? Like yeah. it it was the Motown of hip hop to the point where it could have went from, okay, and it, again, this is just again being around everybody and thinking. You remember when Motown went from Detroit to LA? Mm -hmm. You remember when they transitioned? Sure. Like they were in LA and they cut all those records and Smokey and Stevie mm -hmm. and all of them was going over there because they was all coming out of the the projects and Diana mm -hmm. Ross and all of that, they was there. That was Sugar Hill. Mm. You know, we was all coming from the local, like Mel and M came over the bridge. It was a 15 minute ride from the Bronx. You see what I'm saying? Uh, 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 Spoonie, all of them, me, Mike, everybody came in. We just didn't go from Detroit to LA. You follow what I'm saying? It didn't right. go that way. That's what happened mm. there, you know? And it was just so much controversy paid to it, but it was definitely, the Motown, the I, we're gonna call it early Motown, Hitsville. Mm -hmm. You know, as a matter yeah. of fact, for a period of time, and, no, and a lot of y'all don't even know this, when they were changing the name because it was all platinum before they turned it to Sugar Hill Records, they, right. they used to when you answered when you called up, they used to say "Home of the Hits." That was the name. That was the way that they answered the phone because they didn't want they didn't have a name for it. They was going through a whole lot, so that's what they called nice. it, the "Home of the Hits." So that that's just a little side story. Yeah, That's crazy because, like, you know, anytime you was looking for any, especially at that time, like, you know, I know, and for years to come, you know, decades to come, anything that was on that label, we didn't even ask questions. He just grabbed it. You know what I mean? It was just like, one of them like things. Motown. Saying, Same thing yeah, like, like Motown. Motown. Same way. You yeah. see that yeah. Motown, that's that Detroit thing, that little, 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 little MOT, you know, it, whatever it was, you know, yeah. and they had their own display in the record shop. As a matter of fact, I used to, I used to actually go into record shops and, and say, okay, where's our, and and there was always, you know, a wall of blue. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Yeah, so I held it down, man. Okay, my other question, my other question was this, man. I have you guys in the in the long career that you had, have you guys ever uh actually done a performance with Sheik? Yes. Yes. 
Ooh, I would love to see that. I was just, oh, you know God. what y'all, I'm gonna tell you what the crazy situation is right now. I was just, when I was looking at the, uh, 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 I was doing a lot of research on the people today. You know, we did a chick uh, earlier before you, Akua Naru, she, we just mm-hmm. did her. And so I was looking on the YouTube. I know you're not supposed to call it the YouTube. Everybody tells me that. YouTube. That's <laughs> how it goes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not the YouTube. Right. Anyway, so (laughs) I pulled up Henry and Diamond. I pulled up Sugar Hill Sheik uh uh, performs Rabbit's Delight with uh uh, Nile Rogers in Bryan Park. Oh, with the roots. Yes. So there's a scenario. There's a scenario, Charlie. Again, this is the this is the research, the reverb, the revamp of Sugar Hill. Our version, one of my Master G original Sugar Hill Gang started in 2005. You know, so you know that 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 version is the version that you're dealing with right now. So uh, uh, right around, I guess it was 2000. I forgot the date, but anyway, we got a call from oh boy, from the agency. What's that agency, Henry? Uh, Pyramid was it Pyramid? And uh, 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 no, what's my man? Universal. Uh, Universal. 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 Oh. So they say. So they say, now I was doing this show, Brian Parks, the Roots Picnic. Remember the Roots, you know, the Roots Picnic? Yes, sir. So the Roots Picnic, and they moved it to Bryant Park. You know, and they said, well, now I was on there, and this is the way that I'm getting information. Now I was on there, and he's going to do, you know, good times. And, of course, you're going to do rappers. Like, of course, now does it in every show. And they want to know if y'all want to do it. I'm like, hell yeah, we're going to do it. <laughs> I mean, and for me, again, because a lot of this is my my awakening, I hadn't connected with. I saw Niles at a party in in seven eighty. I saw him at a party in Connecticut. Okay, that was the one and only time that I had seen Niles in the whole time that it was going on. We ended up at this industry party, and we was we spoke to each other briefly. It was a really weird time. It was awkward. We had little to say to each other, and I never saw him again. So the next time that I saw, y'all don't even know this. The next time that I actually saw Nile and had a conversation with him was minutes before we got ready to go on stage that night at Bryant Park. Wow. That's yeah. Crazy. So from from so from when it first came out, to when it was just kind of the, to what had happened, you know, this whole thing based on that, you know, first. To, to then, that much had happened in between when I'd seen him the last time, the first time, and I saw him the last time. So that was kind of electric. So if you look at the performance, because uh, it is on YouTube, if you look at the performance, there's a little bit of an interaction with me and now, and it's because we like finally, this is like the first time that we were able to enjoy this record together. Together, yeah. yeah together. Because, of course, you know, the situation, everything that went on with it, the history, the whatever, the blah, 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 that went on. And then his evolution, I'm sure. And then, of course, my evolution, the love, the hate, the love, the hate, the love, you know. And then finally, here we were and we were on stage. It was Bryant Park. The place was packed. The roots was playing. We're doing this song. It's New York City. And I finally had that chance to say in my life that I was able to have that moment with him where we experience the same thing that this gift has given us again right. Right. with 
the people that we gave it to, you know? That's crazy, man. Cause like, okay. <laughs> now, here's a part of that. Mama, can you buy this record for me? What 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 record is that? That's the that's the hip hop hippie the hippie record. Oh wait, wait, wait. That's that record that that ain't come on, Charlie. That ain't really, really like real music. <laughs> like, you wanna you wanna hear the here go the record that they got that from is this. <laughs> Right, <laughs> I'm like I, I know, ma, but that, that ain't what I want. I want this record, so I'm always right. like trying to think, you know, especially right. in my time when when I came out right. from from Beastie Boys to De La Soul having like super duper sample right. problems. Right. Right. You guys, like, think it back to you guys, like, huh? It was weird. Can man. you can it you talk about it, that? Is that yeah. possible? Can yeah, you talk uh, about absolutely. That? Yeah. Well, see, here's the here's the long and the short of that. First of all, we it, it's not a sample. That's the first thing. I know, That's I know. That's what sample. I'm saying. But like. What right. did they think then, when they heard it? Like, you yeah. Know. Well, and 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 unfortunately, the beginning aspect of it didn't didn't go well. They didn't do the proper procedures going into it initially. But of course, after it went on, and you know, it was it, it was dealt with. You know, so there was there was a, a, a that's one of the reasons why, unfortunately, sometimes people don't don't understand that it, it the, the the names on the song changed. You know uh -huh. what I mean? Uh -huh. And, 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 and the reason why, yeah. Exactly. And so yeah. there, but, but again, and then uh, uh, what part of the reason our resurgence and part of our uh, repair is because we've been able to do a lot of the behind the scenes uh, uh, wheeling and dealing to put the world in the, in, 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 in the right perspective, because also so, too, in the beginning, you know, a young man who, you know, really didn't know anything about the music business, and you know, writing song, I, we didn't. I mean, you know, I, I had no clue what was going on because I'm I'm eight, I'm 17 years old, and I'm you know I'm like the hottest thing since like the fish freaks, you know. And uh, you know, I'm so they come to me and say, "Yo, oh, we got a problem." I'm like, I, I don't care about no problem, you know. I don't see no problem, you know. Now I get older, and you know, I become a man, and I start having a family, and this and that, and other thing. And I'm like, well, why isn't it? And then. So yeah, you so that's that. yeah. And, and yeah, and and, and CT is is funny that you uh that's that's that you brought that up because right before this pandemic hit, uh, I was actually uh in talk with Universal about uh us going on tour with Nile. Oh, yeah, that would have been so man. God yeah. willing, this pandemic leave, man. I man, I'm gonna be the first one at that. That's, no, that's, sure. that's going to be a good show yeah, because yeah. there's there's so much there's so much I mean like and that was like a snippet the thing that we did at Bryant Park was a snippet we didn't even really do it do it like we could really do it you know this was yeah. it was like you we're gonna do this and y'all gonna do this and we as a matter of fact it was even a bridge version because it, it went from like the beginning of Mike's rap and then we couldn't even do the part that Hank does I mean Hen does with Hank because it was it was only a certain amount of time so we jumped from that to my rap. You know, and then I didn't right. finish the rap. You know, we just kind of yeah. went into something else. But that. So, any more questions? Um, let me see. Uh, uh, uh. Okay. Aside from you, your peer group at the time, you know, from from, from like like Flash and them, like who yeah. did you? No, I won't say aside from you, including. But okay, who was your favorite rapper? Like, like wow. he was like, hey, that dude right there came front. You know, y'all, y'all Sugar Hill. I want to know who y'all thought wow. was the was the dope dude or the dope guy. You want to, you, know you want to know, you want to, you want to know the truth. You want to know the real deal. 
Yes. Melly Mel. Melly Mel. Let me tell you something. Now, this is this is this is this is real talk. I mean, Mel, I love Mel now. I mean, you know, we we were we because because they were from the Bronx and you know, we were Jersey and they were the Bronx and they were they were a little uptight when it first happened because they felt like they should have been the ones to go out when they first came over to and then the other thing with them was I was the teen idol. And, you know, I had all the flame and the glamour and the girls and the whole nine yards. And they didn't really feel like it was just deserved. So there was a lot of friction when they first came over. But there was one thing in my case that was always the truth. When I first heard them and I first saw them, I was like, oh, snap. And then, yeah, because they were singing and they was dancing and they had steps. See, like me, Mike, and Hank, we were a group, but we were a group of three different guys. That's why our music is so individual. See, mm-hmm. the people don't really understand that. They're like, yeah, they was manufactured. No, we weren't manufactured. We were contrived, but we weren't, we were three different individuals. So we right. recorded that way. We recorded as three different individuals. Now, it got to a point where Mike and I started coming together because we started writing most of the songs. So most of the lyrics came because of Mike and I collaboration, but Mel and Scorp and 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 a cowboy God rest his soul and yeah. Creole, Creole and, and Raheem and Flash, they came as a group. And you could mm-hmm. tell right off the rip that they was a group man, which was which was it was amazing to see that. And then the other thing why I'd say Mel has always been my favorite today to this day still is my favorite. Is I started because I'm a songwriter. I'm, I, you know, I'm I'm writing rhymes and I'm writing songs. I I got some good writing skills, man. I wrote the song Twelve O'clock One Friday Night, back to the beat, feeling all right. Everybody dancing. I'm I'm good. I can write some songs. I can write some rhymes. <laughs> Yo, Melly Mel, start writing these rhymes. Yo, I, I I was like I was like I said to this day. Me and I'm gonna tell y'all a quick story. So we were rehearsing in England. We are over in England. And y'all remember this. So we got we we did the Formula One, uh, uh, we did the uh, Singapore Formula One. We do a whole live show. We do a live show where we all play instruments, and so we got a DJ show, and then we transition into a live show. So we oh, got nice. this beat, and we and we in England in the rehearsal studio, and so the ideal is, and Mel and Scorpion M is on is going to be on the show with us. So we come up with this idea where the way we transition from the turntables to the live thing is I play this drum beat. So I get the crowd going. I'm gonna say, and I play like I'm gonna say. I go like, well, let me see if I know, you know, make something happen. So I get on the drums. I start rocking, you know, rocking funky, right? Well, Mel was like, okay, well, let me see if I can come up with something to, you know, go along with this. Now we literally in this rehearsal thing, right? He's sitting over there. You remember this? He's sitting over there, just sitting over there, sitting over there, sitting over there. He said, he's okay. I'm, I'm good. I'm ready. I stopped playing the beat. He just, yo, he ripped out this whole thing. That whoa, you remember that song? Whoa, that's yeah. yeah, yeah. This song, he started doing this song, like, and the thing he was saying, and I mean, just, I mean, and he did it. He was just, like I said, literally, he was just sitting there listening to the music, sit, and then he come up and he just rocked it, just yeah. ripped it, man. Yeah. Belly Bell, man. Yeah, man. CT, man. So I've had, had, had a lot of conversations with cats, man, about, you know, who they think is the best MC is. And and male, if he ain't number one, he's always in the in the, in the top three. It's always male, it's always mm-hmm. biggie, it's always Tupac. Mm-hmm. 
It's all Tupac uh, and Rakim. Yeah, I can't leave out yeah. Rakim. Yep, yep, yep. The, but he's Mel, always, always in the top five somewhere, Mel. man. And then I'm telling you, and I'm gonna tell you how the other one, my other favorite, my other favorite, and I and I'm going further now. This is during my my, my when I tell people that I had my, my my quiet time, my my quiet time when I was just watching everybody was uh uh Biggie. And and when I and when I say what I say about Biggie is this, man, the work again, the frequency of the uh, of the of the voice and the wordplay, the frequency of the voice and the wordplay. When, when I mean, and his and and the rhythms, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. Those yeah. rhythms, man. Right. The rhythms. Yeah. You, you, I mean, if you just didn't even listen to the words of Biggie, right, and just listen to the wordplay that he, that, uh, the way he plays with the rhythms and the frequencies yeah. of the voices, you know, oh, oh my. Mm -hmm. I always tell my man. dudes that like Biggie is able to turn. He'll be driving the car. If Biggie was driving the car, he'll turn the corner before you know it. He, he'll turn this corner and he'll turn right. the other one. You're like, yo. Right. Like you right. didn't expect those go? corners to go. Yeah. Where'd he, right. So. Where'd he go? And then but 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 be in but, but be flowing, but flow the whole time. You yeah, know, but man, he exactly. turned around, and you'd be like, did he just say that? Oh my God. <laughs> you know, like, wow. <laughs> and I, and yeah. I had I, I had I had epiphany with him too, man, because I had heard him and I'd been listening and it was on, but I never really paid attention. And then I started, I think I, I don't know, I, I might've been like you, I might've been, I, I was riding the car somewhere or something. I don't know what it was. And, I, and, and one of the songs came on and I started, I was like, wait a minute. I, mean, I was like, oh my God. So yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah, man, man. I'm so glad you said male too. Cause man, I got a scar on my right foot. And I call that my, my, my hip hop scar, but I call that my Melly Mel scar. And it becomes that simply because uh, the day that they released uh, the message in the shower, we used to, uh, everybody, you know, everybody was trying to like be a ball player. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. we used to be out at the, it was a, uh, Paul Lawrence Dunbar High School was in the middle of our neighborhood. So we used to go to the courts, the outdoor courts and, you know, rain, sleet, snow. If it was snowing, we would shovel the snow off the court to play ball. But if, it, you know, summertime, everybody was like, you know, I got next, blah, blah, blah. Somebody had a transistor radio out there and I had a pair of pro kids. I'm sitting on the, uh, the stairs and I'm doing toe lifts, trying to get my calves all straight. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I mean, right? So I'm like doing toe lifts and shit. And then the message comes on. I'm in the middle of listening to every word this dude says because he is talking about where I'm living in the projects. He's talking about where I'm living. I'm not, now, you guys, it was fun to me. Y'all made it superhero like for me. It was like, mm -hmm. you know, I, mm -hmm. I got all this. Y'all don't understand how cool I am, right? Mm -hmm. Mel tapped me on the shoulder and was like, okay, meanwhile, son, you know, come on over here because, you know, you live right there in that house I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. you got to walk mm -hmm. through them, them pissy hallways that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. You got to, you know, all, everything mm -hmm. that he said had me so entranced, I slipped off the stair. <laughs> Cheap ass pro kids. It was a, a thick piece of glass went straight through my shoe into wow. my foot. Wow. Right? About like that deep into my foot. And I'm a kid, but I'm not tripping. I'm, oh, sat down, continued to listen, folded my foot up, pulled that shit out, squeezed my toe, and kept listening to the song. Because wow. I was like, this wow. is the illest in the world. And still to yeah. this day, there's yeah. a scar yeah. right there. Yeah. So, you know, man, I regard him as one of my top. And CT, he he was a teenager when he wrote that. Yeah, child is born. 
when he wrote when he wrote a, a child is born a child is born with no state of mind blind to the ways of mankind god is frowning on you but he's smiling too because only god knows what you'll go through who the hell yeah. writes something like that man and at 17 exactly he he wrote it as a teenager come that's on amazing, man. man that's what? amazing that Unreal, is amazing man. Yeah, so for listen. real. And, you know, I'm a youngster looking at him, so I don't look at it like that. Like, you know, right. he was doing all that. He was like grown to me. Like, I was like, oh, right. my God, this dude is God. Like he might as well say, yeah, man, for yeah real. he's a he prophet. Some things, and, and, and the brother yeah. still yeah. writes the same way and with yeah. the same prolific. He, he, he even the, the, the jam that you we were talking about, it started with two chords and a drum beat. Right. And by the time we finished with it, right. the hook was Brothers is on the corner. Cops ain't going to warn you. Uh, looking at all the bait, looking at all the ladies, little babies having babies. Uh, why you sit? Why you shooting on a corner? You know, I mean, like that's the stuff that he was. Right. But but it worked. And yeah. and he was like, "All right, Diamond, do this, do this, and 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 sing that hook right there." Man, mm -hmm. we yeah. was, if you if you go on to 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 YouTube and look at Sugar Hill Gang Live in Singapore. You see that song. Okay, let me hold yeah, on. Let me hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Sugar, yeah, did, I'm just did. typing it in so I can do this after that. After oh, we yeah, finish. we 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 did it, we did it, we did it, we did it on we did it in we did it on that show. We did it on that show uh, by the water. We did it on that show by the water mm -hmm. in uh Singapore in 2018. Yo, Charlie. Man, no, I wanna I, say this, yeah before we before we even I just wanna say, man, the 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 day that I was out there promoting the Crafty Cuts album. I was telling you about the Adventures of a Reluctant Superhero, the album that I was trying to get okay. back to UK. If you got okay. a chance, check it out. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Me and Crafty Cuts, yeah. being from the old school together, we was, you know, that kind of like mind state, we was trying to put together this kind of show. On this right. festival, learned that we was going to go on before the Sugar Hill Gang. We was like... <laughs> oh, shit. Now, I had never seen... You guys' show, you know what I'm saying? So I and, and had never like met anybody from the whole crew, except for I met, I met Mel years ago in yeah. Los Angeles at Water the Bush. Uh, Africa Islam in, in, introduced me to him, and I was lost like, oh my God, it's Billy Mel. Right, right? So, right, right. And he kept calling him Muscle Simmons. I was laughing my ass off. Yeah. You know, all that was yeah. yeah. So, so, uh, 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 what was I saying? Oh man! Um, talking about the performance. You talk about the performance. The, the the performance. Oh oh, about you guys' performance. So, I was like saying to myself, okay, New York cats, man. They you know they probably ain't, they go they go show up till later. You know, East Coast. They go they probably be late. Whatever. Blah blah blah. They probably ain't gonna even get to see my show. But it's just an honor to be in an open forum. So I'm sure I can mark this on on my books. My, so I'm halfway in my show. I'm doing my thing, and there's a section where we really like take it old school, right? Call it the the, uh, uh, the golden era is what we call that section of the show. So we go through everybody's little song, do our little renditions of it, and then from there we spill into stuff that 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 I do from the Jurassic stuff, and then it goes from old to new, kind of to end off the show. But halfway in the show, I'm like in there, just down the third, and I'm just like, damn, I wish. In my mind, I'm like, I wish these brothers is here, and I look over, and I was like, that's Melly Mel, that's Scorpio, that's. Oh my God, I'm tripping. I almost messed up my whole show. <laughs> Fanboying out. I almost messed up my whole show. And I look, because I said to myself, okay, if th that is them out the court, like the peripheral. When I actually look and I see y'all rocking, 
I said to myself after that show, I was like, okay, crafty. Um, I can quit now. I go home. <laughs> was that the show? Was that the show y'all went to uh, with De La Soul and all them y'all? Is that that show y'all talking about? It was a festival. Um, no, we were in, doing a festival, Charlie. I remember that. Yeah, where, okay. where, what city was that though? I don't remember what city that I, was, I, but I, we were somewhere overseas. It, yeah, it, it, it just was a no dry challenge. festival. We had no mud. Oh, yeah, God, it was a dry one. Yeah, but it was raining around right. that time. Y'all right. remember? Right. Yeah. Yo. That, yeah, yeah, that's one of my that's my career highlight, right? That's one of my career highlights. Right on, man. So 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 again, listen, man, this is this is exciting. It's 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 informative, it's 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 relief, it's 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 um uh it's something that I can only say uh 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 uh, it's, it's it's something that I can only say thank you for. Uh, but 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 before we go, uh, uh, tell us the kidnap story. We 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 heard. That, <laughs> <laughs> tell us that story. Hold on, hold on, yeah. give a red cup for that one. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I thought to myself, I set you up nice for that, didn't I? Yeah, that was yeah. perfect. I'm telling you, Jake, look. I said to myself in my mind, I was like, okay, they you know, they ain't done with you about cats right now. But listen, okay. So this is what happened, all right? 1997, that place that I was telling you about, that first festival, that was our first time ever going overseas, uh, the, uh, the Fresh 97 Festival. When we get there, you know, I can say it was Kaz, it was Dada Rock, it was Special K on the mic. Uh, mm-hmm. And there was one other person that I'm forgetting. I feel so bad that I'm forgetting them, but I know Charlie Chase was DJing. And it was one other person, it was five of them. And they were doing, it's called, they would call themselves the old school review. Uh, after, like I told y'all, when we did our show and then we did a unified revolution and the crowd went crazy, I didn't realize um, until like we were walking off the stage and I looked over to the side that Kaz and Charlie Chase were standing, standing there holding each other like this, like these dudes killed it. I was tripping like, right. whoa, like, whoa, this is crazy, right? So uh, we were all staying in the same hotel. Um, yeah. Um, DJ Qbert. This is the first time I ever seen the Scratch Pickles. Whoa. I just did a show with Qbert uh, this weekend, as a matter of fact, that in South Carolina. Whole another story. So anyway, he—I don't know if he was drunk or whatever. But he kept. Okay. He had no, no, no. Qbert. Uh, uh, he kept slamming okay. the door. We we all we were all on the same floor, and he kept exactly. slamming the door. Blah, blah, blah. And we was tripping like, what the hell is going on? It's then the third. So I kept looking out the door, looking at at a. Cubert, uh, he was like actually filming something and acting stupid. Anyway, when they uh, Cass saw me looking out the door because his room was at the end of the hall, he saw me looking out the door. He was like, "Yo, Tuna." I was like, "What's up, man?" He was like, "Hey, man, uh, I need you to do me a favor." I was like, "What's up, man?" He was like, "I need you to get all your your fellas, man. Are they on this floor?" I was like, three of them on this floor. The other ones upstairs." He's like, get all your fellas, man, to come to the room, man. I want to smoke with y'all, man, and just talk to y'all about something. I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm on right. Hell yeah. Damn, this Grandmaster call Cass. Everybody. Yeah. Exactly. I call everybody. I'm like, yo, 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 yo. So everybody gather in my room. We all go to the Cass room, right? So Cass opens the door. We all walk in. <laughs> this is crazy. I just thought about this. We all walk in. And when the door, we didn't look back until the door slams. Blah. When the door slams, we turn around. It's special K behind the door. He pushes a bed in front of the door. <laughs> right? He pushes the he pushes the bed in front of the door. I look over to the, it was like four beds in that room. 
look over to the other side. Dollar Rock sitting on the corner of the bed. That was a cool brother, man. Respect to that brother. But he, yeah. he was sitting on the corner of the bed, like looking at us like this, like rubbing his fist like this. And Cass was like, all right, y'all. I seen what y'all did today. I was impressed. Y'all got to sit down, though. All of y'all. He was like, okay. Like, like we felt like we was in trouble. Like, daddy caught, you know. What's up? And he commences to going into the whole history of, of, of Cold mm -hmm. Crush and you know, mm -hmm. y'all, his relationship to y'all and Hank, and mm -hmm. you know, uh, mm -hmm. he started telling us about like the 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 upsides of being in the group, the the, mm -hmm. the the things that you shouldn't do, the you know, the the jealousy, the envy, the you know, mm -hmm. saying from from paying attention more. He's like, pay attention to to the, to the show. He was like, don't get don't get lost in in uh, egotistical things because we are rappers. We gonna be we gonna be egotistical when we talk. Mm -hmm. But if you're mm -hmm. in a group, it's about the show. Don't get lost in, in in it being just you. All these different things like that. This dude basically laid down a lesson. But they was everybody was faded, and he was definitely <laughs> expressed. Him and him and uh, uh, Special K was yo. They was drunk as mud. <laughs> K was drunk. K was on super drunk. But, but they and he was dropping science on us like science like left to right he was telling us about Waterbed Kev and he was telling yeah. us just all of the different things and we was just sitting there like one fellas do y'all realize that not right. only are we getting schooled about hip hop from the era that we love but we getting schooled by you know you know no disrespect to KRS but this is the teacher right here we're sitting yeah. with the dean of the of the whole yeah. this is it right yeah. here do y'all yeah. realize this so yeah. that was like. The most amazing thing and i was like yo i'm gonna run back to my room real quick to get my he's like you ain't going nowhere he, <laughs> yo sir we could they would not let us out that room we stayed in that room till the sun came up they would not wow. let us out wow Cass, Cass had a big old bag of weed he spilled it on the, he was like if you're going anywhere you don't need nothing he was like i don't roll up man i just so i'm gonna roll up duty i'm just like all right man and he's just telling a story after story after story wow. and i feel so blessed that that yeah. happened, but I felt strange as it was. I was like, "Yo, we we kidnapped we can't right get now." Out like, <laughs> <laughs> so big up to Grandmaster Cash, but big ever, up man, to I Cass. love my brother, man. Yeah. So. Yes, man. So. Yes, man. And with that, man, that's a great story, and I love Cass. Cass is Cass yeah, is man. so big. He's he's such a big personality. You know what I mean? He's so big, man. And he's and he's yeah, so man. he's so powerful. With that, though, man, I'm going to say to you that this is really. An honor, man, and I and I thank you so much for coming on with us, man, and getting down. And uh, I want to just let you know that you know, as I said, you know, we are the tree, and the and the limbs come off the tree, and the leaves are on the tree. But I want to officially, man, and and you know, bring you in and give you the official induction into the Sugar Hill Gang family, man. Oh, so you are respect, now, yeah, on. man. No, man, you are part of the family. Part brother. of the family. What up, Carlo? Yes, sir. So welcome to That's the family, up, man. man. You hear me, boy, Cuzzo. You know what up now, right? That's what right. it is. So That's now, what it is. From now on, man, you 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 know you Cuzzo. So when we see That's you, we're like, is. what's up, Cuzzo? You know the Leo, deal, man. You know Thank you for that, okay? man. I really appreciate all it, man. Right, I'm man. honored, and I I, right. I love y'all for even thinking about me, man. Thank you, salute, cousin. Salute. All right, man. We're gonna get the dude. We'll get our team to come on, man. Vic and Rye, you guys, hold up, hold tight, man. Hold tight, hold tight. All right, for sure, man. Thank you again, though, man. For sure. Yeah, gee, yeah, maybe we'll just get the outro and then Vic, Vic and I will jump back on in a moment. So, just okay, just okay, okay. The right. outro and then gentlemen stay on and we'll, we'll jump back on in a second. Okay, okay. All Three, right, two, all right. one.
So yeah, man, yo, man, like I said, you 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 now because oh, you now part of the family, the Sugar Hill Gang family. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming on Thank the you. show, man. I look forward to seeing you down the road, on the road, you know, in the world. And, uh, you know, once again, y'all, this is the Sugar Hill Gang podcast, man. We love y'all for listening to us, man. You love, We love y'all for loving us. We appreciate everything that's going on. We want to make sure that everybody's good and stays well in the whole nine yards. And this is Master G, and I'm out. And I want to just say, uh, say goodnight, Diamond. Goodnight, Diamond. <laughs> say goodnight, hand dog. Boom. <laughs> yes, boom. <laughs> Say goodnight, cousin. Say goodnight, China. Good night, ladies and gentlemen, man. And thank you all for all having me and even thinking about me, man. I appreciate all right, it, man. man. Hey, this is the Sugar Hill Gang Podcast. Hi, right, right, cousin. OG. We love right. you. Respect. We thank you. Peace, y'all. And we are Thanks for listening to the Sugar Hill Gang Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. Android users subscribe on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Sugar Hill Gang podcast is produced by Raj Katecha and Vikash Mojaria on behalf of Creative Content Agency and Lothar Kamala on behalf of Daily Operation Agency. The show's artwork was created by Frank Art and Horizon Films and the theme music was created by Heavy Bliss. You can contact the show on Instagram at the Real Sugar Hill Gang or email Sugar Hill Gang Podcast at dailyoperation-agency.com. We'd love to hear from you. Peace and love, and we'll catch you on the next episode.